0: hey everyone welcome to episode two of our parenting series
1: episode two this is exciting
0: if you missed the first episode please go check it out definitely so Dave did you know parenting is a daunting task
1: You know what, Betsy? We have been parents now for 15 years, and I have known for precisely 15 years that parenting is a daunting task.
0: Yes. And what I would say to anyone who's um, about to have a a child, that you will never feel ready. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can do all the stuff. Yes. You can do all the nesting. You can do all the reading. You can do all the preparing, which we all do. But you're never quite ready.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: For what's about to happen. And yet, parents are called by God to do one important thing.
1: Oh, what's that?
0: And I like this quote actually to be his agents on hand in the forming of a human soul. That is a holy calling.
1: That is a holy calling. To be his agents. What was it again? His agents.
0: To be his agents on hand in the forming of a human soul.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's a lot to take in because I think, so when you become a parent, again, you're never ready, and then it just feels like chaos. And there's a sense uh, from that quote that there's a waiting, there's a silence, there's a peace, that you are there uh, just simply to be used by God in helping to shape uh, this, this young being. So it feels against that, that chaos um, that we all have felt as parents early on. Uh, but it's so beautiful to think about it like that.
0: Yeah. And actually, you know, what's funny when I think of those words, I think of the days that I have regrets. I'm going to be like, this is a holy calling. This, this is, is a holy, holy calling. calling. This is a holy calling. That
1: can be our mantra. Everyone.
0: Yeah. When it gets really hard, you know, and you're in the trenches and you sort of feel like, uh, I don't think I had a great day. Yeah. You can be like, but this, and that is, that's what, kind of what we talked about in the first episode too, of just like, what does it mean to look at? big picture parenting. Yeah. You know. And, and how it's more than that just those
1: individual moments. Yeah. It's there's a there's a bigger thing, a bigger picture involved. Yeah. Um so I'm really interested in kind of exploring that idea of calling as parents and what that means. Calling as um, God is calling us to himself, but also God is calling us to live into um our responsibilities and uh, what that means for us. And
0: wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you mean that you have a call in your life? So, parenting is about you living into your calling as well? Is that what you're saying?
1: I am saying that. Mm. Um, it is an interesting concept to think about. What, what does that mean to be called to be a parent? Yeah. When you hear that, what do you think?
0: Well, I think two things. I think, like, I feel called to be a parent. Like, some people are like, we need to have children, right? So there's like that calling too.
1: Yeah, for some people it was always there. I want to be a parent, I want to be a parent, I want to be a, right. parent. To be a parent. And
0: then some people stumble into parenting.
1: That happens, <laughs> it does.
0: And now what I think of when you say that is like, what does it mean to say you are a parent, so what does it mean to look at your parenting like it's a holy calling? Mm,
1: yeah.
0: What does that look like? Yeah, it's beautiful. What does that feel like? What values are in that? Like all of that stuff.
1: And we talked a little bit about this in last week's episode, but it is a like a paradigm shift. Yeah. Hey, let's face it, everyone. We are self-centered people in so many ways, um, and that's what we fight against um, when we accept uh, Jesus into our lives. We want to fight against that self-centeredness, and that carries over so much into parenting and trying to readjust and really switch our paradigm to be one of someone who is called to a responsibility, and how do we live Mm -hmm. into that uh, well?
0: Something that I thought of, so, you know, we're kind of talking about this book um, called Parenting, and it's written by Paul David Tripp, and I really just wanted, when you said, what does it mean, holy calling, one of the things he talks about is treasure, and that's the thing I just, Mm -hmm. I thought of too. I think a lot of times we think of our children as our treasures, Mm -hmm. right? And we even talked about in the first one about like sometimes our children end up being our trophies. Yeah. So there's like, you know, some worshiping there and some idolatry. Some idolatry. Right. But actually, what does it mean that you're treasuring parenting? Like that's the treasure. And, and really that you're treasuring the shaping of them, their beings, into being who God created them to be. Like that's what I think is, yeah. is the treasure. Right. Yeah, that's,
1: like That's such an interesting way of even uh, talking about it. I know that. I've had a number of conversations, uh, especially with fathers, about the secret to parenting. Now, I What am, is it? Do you know it? By no, I am by no means the perfect parent. Uh, you're closer than I am for sure. Stop it. But I think one of the keys, one of the secrets to parenting is giving into it. Mm. There's That selfish nature in us wants to fight against it this, you know, these kids are just like leeches on my, on my personal time, on my stuff, on my energy. Oh, is that what
0: you mean? Fight against it? Like, yeah. Like it's it's competing for something. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: It's giving into what we're talking about today, the calling of being a parent. When you recognize the beauty in that and recognize the importance of that and say, sign me up. Yeah. That's when things change. It doesn't necessarily get easier in lots of ways. I mean. Kids still throw tantrums. They don't sleep. Yeah. They don't like to eat broccoli. You know, the whole yeah. thing, none of that changes. But really, your whole mindset, your whole way you think about it, when it yeah. when you really embrace it as, as a call, as, yeah, when you really embrace it, it just becomes so much more beautiful. Yeah. And again, I'm not a perfect parent, but when I've given in, it's just, I don't know. It's great. It's better. So when
0: you say give in, you mean give in to what, like how God is moving in the midst of it? Is it almost like you're surrendering? Is that what you mean by giving in?
1: I'm I, When I say giving in, I'm I'm talking about kind of the antithesis, the opposite of our selfish nature. Got it. So when I think about, and it, it does discuss this in the book in this chapter, which is great. When, you, when I look back at, let's say the last six weeks of my life and how I spent my time, how I spent my energy. Yeah. Um, what did that look like? If I watched it like a movie, uh-huh. I rewound that six weeks and I played it back. What would that say about me as a person where I put all my time, where yep. I put my energy? Where it I actually reveals thoughts? your values. It reveals your values. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing with parenting. If I rewind the six weeks of yeah. parenting. Yeah, that's true. How how does that reflect um, my values as a parent or, uh, yeah, where are my priorities? And it's easy for us. It's easy for me. I don't want to put this on anybody else. To think of myself, my time, mm-hmm. you know, it's, when you become a parent, it takes a lot of your life mm-hmm. and it, there's a refocus. And if I sit in that uh, selfish desire of what about me? What about the things I want to do? What about, you know, I want to go biking every day. And well, that's not really a reality for me at this time in my life and and where we are. But if I just sulk in that, that mm-hmm. this isn't fair, but what um, really giving in to the calling of a parent is, is saying, yeah, I still like g- get to go biking sometimes, mm-hmm. but gosh, I also get to parent. Yeah. I get to be used by God to uh, help these kids grow into uh, who God wants them to be. And I just think that's so, there's so much joy and beauty in that. And if I fight against those selfish desires and really lean into some of the selflessness of being a parent. Mm-hmm it changes things. It changes your whole perspective.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking while you were talking actually about values and I'm really happy that you said that. So if you look at the last six weeks of your life, when as a parent, how does it reveal where your values are? Right. And what I want to ask myself, I want to challenge myself to say like, what conversations about God did I have in the last mm. six weeks with my kids? Mm-hmm. And what, cause I think this whole calling thing is multifaceted for me. It's like, I want them to see me living out my calling that yeah. God has for me. So then what they are seeing too is that they're, that they aren't everything that yep. I'm supposed to live into my calling. But then as a parent, I'm supposed to help teach them to live into their calling. And so I wanted to tell you, I don't even know if I told you this yet, but on the way to church, JJ and I were talking, our son who's 15. We're talking about calling mm. and, And it was because somebody asked me recently, do you think JJ is going to want to be a minister when he grows up, you know? And I was like, gosh, I have no idea. So I asked him one day, or on the way to church, I asked him, so what do you think about that? Do you think that that's something that is part of your calling? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, hey, it doesn't have to be, you know? Right. And um, I said, but you know what? Whatever it is, you do have a calling. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be ministry. It doesn't have to be being a pastor. And we were missionaries for 10 years. So it doesn't have to be me a missionary, Right. but because he is a child of God and a Christ follower, like God will use him in a powerful way. He has his own calling and I want him to know that. It doesn't have to look like mine. It doesn't have to look like yours. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. And I think it's, you, you brought up a beautiful point before that. And I think this kind of echoes into, you know, even how JJ uh, our son and Emma, our daughter, how they will eventually live into their calling is um, watching us and how we love our lives. And it reminds me of a, a small quote from Deuteronomy 6. And it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. And then it says, Impress them on your children. And I think that is part of our holy calling. That, mm-hmm. And I think we've had beautiful opportunities in our marriage in our lives to impress that on our kids. Mm-hmm. And they've been able to go on um, a lot of our lives journeys together, even uh, within ministry and just how we lived our lives. They got to see, well, my parents uh, are different. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents really seem like they're doing something that's not uh, typical, not for themselves. It feels mm-hmm. like. And, you know, we've made them all have conversations with them that so they know why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that idea of kind of passing that on and letting our kids see God through us and through who we are.
0: But, you know, what? I'm really happy you said that because I was thinking while I was reading the book about how our children will remind us if we're not on the right path when mm-hmm. it comes to this. So even though you said they had this.
1: I already know what you're going to say.
0: <laughs> what? You want me to say it and then you're going to tell me? It's just that, you know, there are two times that our son powerfully spoke into that when we were um, missionaries. And even though, you know, we we felt like we were living into our calling, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which was a commitment to ministry, you know, that actually he reminded us that we were overlooking our first calling, which was helping them grow into who God created them to be. And we were making ministry more important. And so he reminded us that, you said, could there just be one night a week where we don't have people over to our house? Just one. Mm-hmm. Just one. And could it be Friday? And could we watch a movie and have popcorn and pizza? So we did that forever. Yeah. Is that the one you were thinking of?
1: Well, I was remembering what kicked that off. It was our trip to the, the zoo. zoo. Yep. Yeah. The, f- the fateful day to the zoo. Yeah. Beautiful day in Zagreb, Croatia, the Zagreb Zoo.
0: Yeah, that's... We sad.
1: decided to meet some friends who, hey, they were going through a hard time. Yep. Yeah. And they had kids, uh, and we had kids, and this sounds like a great chance. Well, let's kind of walk alongside this couple when they're having a difficult time, and at the same time, we go to the zoo with the kids. It sounds perfect, right?
0: You know what that's called? Kill two birds with one stone. We
1: were killing two birds with one stone, <laughs> but mainly we were just killing one bird. Well, two, our kids, both of them. <laughs> so sad. So we
0: so we were in the car heading to the zoo, and he said, "What do we? What did he say? Who's who?" Like, what? why are we going to the zoo? Why are we going to the zoo? And we said, we well, we thought it would be fun. And then said, we said- why
1: are we really going to the zoo?
0: And then we said, oh, well, we're also, do you remember that fun family that we met? We're also going to meet them there. And then we did say they're having a hard time or whatever. And he said, I knew it. I knew, knew there it. was the
1: reason we were going to the zoo. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah.
0: So we, that was a huge wake-up call for us of just when things were out of balance. I yeah. do think a lot of times as parents- something will cause the balance to shift, whether it is mm-hmm. their own sense of success or for us, it was a, that commitment to ministry. And that kicked off what we ended up doing, which was right around Easter. Mm-hmm. We decided to go away as a family for two nights. Every Easter. Every Easter mm-hmm. before, not for, on Easter. Can't go, you can't yeah. go as a pastor. It was you after can't Easter. Go, but. Right. It was after Easter. And the first time we were there, do you remember what he said? Why are we here? And we were like, because we're just going to have a vacation as a family. And he was like, no, but seriously, why? And we we're like, because we, he couldn't believe that we wanted to have time as a family. It was
1: like our first vacation as just our family.
0: And he didn't believe that we were. He mm-hmm. thought something else, something else was going to happen.
1: So the calling is a is a it's a tricky thing, and and uh, especially as Christ followers, and definitely you know professional ministers, it, it's a fine balance of living into our calling, into who God has called us to be as as ministers, but also holding that very sacred calling uh, of parents uh, in the balance as well.
0: Yeah. And to never lose sight of God. I think that's, I mean, God is, I. you know, I was thinking, is it possible for God to be the compass and the end goal? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like I want to point my children to God, but I also want God to be the compass, but also the way. Like, they need to be equipped by God in their journey, not me. Like, I'm doing some equipping, right? Like, we're doing some some things that help the kids. Yeah but really we need to put them into a place where they rely on the holy spirit and the work of the holy spirit you know, know what i mean
1: absolutely absolutely and, and it echoes back to something we talked about last week but to reiterate again this week that we are essentially an instrument of god think about like you go into your garage and you need to you need the drill to i don't know hang a picture probably just a hammer you just need a hammer and a nail you're a hammer in the in the garage Picture that as who you are for for God. You are there to be used by God when it's time. And and there's something that stood out to me um, that I read, and I love it, and I want you to take it in as I say it. God hasn't made a mistake by tasking you with being his instrument for the forming of the souls of your children. God hasn't made a mistake. So parents out there, Betsy.
0: God has not made a mistake. God has not
1: made a mistake. God is using you. God wants to use you more
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, in the forming of the souls of your kids. So just keep that in mind that when you feel like I'm not good enough, I can't do it. Why me? I, what am I going to do? That's normal. Yeah. And God did not make a mistake. Yeah. In having you be in the place you are right now.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And it is in that weakness that we can really rely on God. I mean, I'm, yeah, I blow it all the time and there are plenty of times I just say, I'm not sure what to do, but it's in those times where we can really say, uh, God, teach me. Right. Right. Just use me because I don't know what to do.
0: Yeah. You know what? I was thinking while you were talking about this annoying phrase that I used to say to JJ when he left the house every day (laughs) as he's like running out into the world and he's independent now, you know, and I'm like, don't forget who God created you to be. (laughs) (laughs) wanting to imbue that in him, right? Like when he's in school and when they're on the playground with Emma, who's in third grade, and you have to make hard decisions on the playground, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't forget who God created you to be. I want that to be something they think about throughout the day. That's. I I mean,
1: what a beautiful thing to say. What a beautiful thing for him to hear as he, you know, enters into kind of the jungle of school and chaos. And even if it sounds a little hokey as you're, you know, don't forget. Waving out the door.
0: It sounds hokey. Oh, it's a maybe. Okay.
1: But to have that kind of echoing in his head as he, you know, gets on the school bus and starts his day, don't forget uh, who God has created you to be. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. And that's really ultimately what we're called to. We're called to be reminders, to be pointers. Yeah. To be uh, direction givers and say, don't forget who God has created you to be.
0: Yeah. I was telling you something earlier and I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I think this whole idea of holy calling for me with being, with being a parent means being fully reliant on God's grace, but Mm. it's helping our children understand too, like they need to rely on God's grace in their life. So it feels like grace, grace, grace. Like I think parenting as a holy, holy calling means that like grace has to be in my parenting. Mm -hmm. Right. So I have to imbue parenting with grace that can only come from God. Right.
1: Accept it as a parent, live into it.
0: Yep. But also, we have to give ourselves grace, mm-hmm. right? Because God, like you just said, God is giving us grace, mm-hmm. so we need to be able to accept that, yeah, right. But then we need to give other people grace, and this is the thing that's really been standing out to me this morning. I was, um, I went to Target, and it came. I was in the parking lot after I left, and love Target. I know best place on earth. So this lady was walking on a Target, and she had her kid on her hip, and she was pushing a baby in a stroller, and the one kid was wailing. Wailing, 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 like Sounds just wonderful. screaming. Oh, right, like screaming. And sometimes I think what we do as parents, like sometimes I feel in the culture we look at other parents. We're like, well, what did that parent do wrong? Mm.
1: You know,
0: like did did they say something to their kid to make them cry? Like I think sometimes we're harsh on each other. We're hard. We're we're critical of each other mm. as parents. And and so I just felt led to say to her, hey, <laughs> I was like, hey, I just wanted you to know, it gets better. And I think you're doing an awesome job. And she just looked at me and smiled. And I just wanted to imbue that situation with grace. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like. I think
1: that was a moment that also you're being used by God. Think about that for a second. Yeah. In the midst of, that's the weeds right there. Oh. She's in the weeds. All of us parents know what that's like. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. Right. But then to hear those words spoken saying, hey, this doesn't last. This will get better. And you are doing a great job is probably precisely what she needed.
0: Yeah. And so I feel like we just need, we need to be that for each other as mm-hmm. well, you know?
1: I love it. And I guess that's, that's our calling, is to be grace receivers and grace givers and really just willing to live into that calling as parents, to live yeah. into that calling as an instrument yeah. of God and everything that means as a parent.
0: Because when we, but the other thing too, is I want my kids to understand that God is a grace-giving God. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, that's the impression. I think, I think sometimes we do, man, how do I say this in the right way? We want our children to have a relationship with Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And to grow into who God created them to be. And I think sometimes we, when we talk about God as whether it's like a vengeful God or a, if we talk about God just as a judge, but not God as like the God who wants to help and guide and be their friend, mm-hmm. I think we're doing a disservice. Mm-hmm. Like I think what does it mean when I think of holy calling i'm like what is what does it mean to have this overarching idea of grace you know mm. and also we threaten our kids right like bribery and and we <laughs> we threaten our kids. I think the other thing is I don't want to threaten what are you trying our, to say <laughs> I don't want to threaten our kids with God's law. I want them to look at God's grace as being like endless mm-hmm. and free, and all of that because I think. Yeah, I just think it helps them shake off all of that like performance-oriented stuff that keeps them from being who God wants them to be. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah, Yeah. and that's the beauty of being called to be a grace giver as a parent.
0: Yeah, it's like the opposite of shame.
1: Yeah, I love it.
0: I have this quote actually from a book that I really like, um, and this goes back to instrument that you just talked about. His gift of grace is not just so that you would be a recipient of grace, but also a daily instrument of that very same grace in the lives of those he has placed in your care.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I really like that. So on those days where we're like feeling, you know, in the weeds or I don't know, we've tried everything, yeah. you know, sometimes parents like they've tried every formula. It's still not. And I, I just want those parents too, to just be like, you like take a moment to just soak up God's grace. Yeah. You know, like God wants you to know that yeah. his grace is with you yeah. and that you're not going to ruin your kid. No. Like God's grace is, is in you and through you. And we need to live into that and embrace that grace. You know what I mean?
1: And there's the calling. What a beautiful gift.
0: That is the calling.
1: That is the calling. I love it. So that wraps up uh, our second session. And we are excited to be on this journey of parenting with you all. Yeah. Betsy and I are just figuring it out.
0: We are. We're on a journey.
1: We're on a journey and we'd love you to join us uh, next week. So we will see you then.
0: See you then, guys.